Are you ready to uncover your highest purpose, passion, and potential in life? Then you should know the keys to achieving your heart's desires are already in you. Do you have a dream to get in better shape, heal relationships, or even create true financial freedom? Whatever it is, understand that the keys to achieving your heart's desires are already in you. If you're ready to unlock your greatest potential, erase limiting beliefs, and be guided on the journey of creating your dream life, then you're in the right place. This is The Higher Self with your host, Danny Morell. Welcome to this week's episode of The Higher Self. This week, we're going to take your questions and answer them right here on the show. The community that we have is growing tremendously on Instagram, and as a result of that, we've been getting bombarded with questions. So we thought, rather than just take a couple of moments and respond via text, we actually like to dedicate some of our episodes here on the on the show uh, to some of your questions. So we're going to go ahead and I'm going to read you the questions that we selected. Let's see here. I got question number one. Where do I begin with my spiritual growth as an ex-follower of religion? Number two. Is it normal to need a break from life, work, gym, etc., during the beginning of my healing process? Number three, what advice can you give a starting entrepreneur with little or no money? And number four, did you go to counseling before you got divorced? And if so, for how long? These are pretty good. These are pretty good. We're going to have fun with these. And I'm going to be as honest uh, Onus, as honest and uh, raw as I possibly can with each and every one of them. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. The first question, where do I begin with my spiritual growth? This particular person wrote as an ex-Christian. I'm just going to say as just as an ex-follower of, of any religion. I'll start off by sharing with you that when you're really ready to dive into spirituality, what you will discover is that most of your life, unless you were blessed with parents that taught you otherwise, you have been raised or taught from this notion that there is some sort of separation between you and God. And in between that separation, something is needed, right? You need a religion, you need a, um, a teacher, a preacher, a pastor, a, a, a guru, or something, you know, uh, to teach you and to connect you to, to God. Uh, you need a, a set of t- teachings, whether it's rules or guidelines or instructions, whatever the case may be. Uh, you need to go somewhere every week in order to you know, be connected with God. And if you're asking me the question, I will tell you my answer. And this is as someone who spent, man, his entire childhood life as a Catholic. And then I found the light, you know, at least I thought I found the light at 18 when I, I came across Christianity. Because compared to Catholicism, that, that was like an upgrade for me, you know. And then I started to tell all of my family about it. So, and and quite honestly, I was I was... I was a Christian up until uh, maybe 10 years ago or so, seven or eight years ago, something like that. And, you know, as many of you know, when my mother passed away, that's when my true spiritual growth uh, started to develop. And within the last three years is when my spiritual journey began, so much so that now I have unlocked many spiritual gifts within me. And that's where I'll start by, by telling you, number one, you have spiritual gifts. You see, I used to always look and I used to look at, you know, the readings of scripture, so forth and so on. And I used to see people 
getting healed and I used to see people like, like doing some pretty incredible things. And I always used to read and I used to think, you know, if this stuff used to happen back in the past, like, why doesn't it happen now? Like, why couldn't I heal people? You know, why couldn't I help people the way it's saying here in the book? And I would never get an answer because nobody ever got me an answer. And, I, and I'll tell you the answer that I discovered. And this is just for me on my journey. What I discovered is that I was never going to fully self-actualize um, until I removed any separation or any notion of separation between me and, and, and source, between me and divine love. And so once I finally was able to do that, that's when everything started to happen. So if you're asking me, where do I begin? I would say that's a great place to begin. The second place to begin is I would say, and again, this is really weird for some people to understand, but tone into and truly develop your meditation practice. Because again, if there is no separation, then it's, it's you with you. And there is no practice that would take you deeper uh, than meditation. And so, uh, and, and, you know, you guys can do this, you can YouTube it, you can come to some of our events and, and we'll, we'll help you with it. But there's many different uh, guided meditations that you can follow. I would definitely recommend that you look into self-actualization fellowship or Pramahansa Yogananda, just Google those names and, and they'll help you tremendously. And then once you get, you know, pretty decent at meditation, and you can just start this once a day for 10 minutes and then, you know, try to extend your time. You'll start to realize that many people have put barriers, have put something weird around this notion of meditation when all it is is just learning to quiet your mind and sit with yourself. And that's a beautiful thing to do. And it's a beautiful and very empowering thing. As a matter of fact, most of the problems that you have today, most of the anxiety, most of the fear, most of the worry, most of the doubt, most of the concerns that you have today are inside of you and our energies that you're holding on to inside of you because your soul knows the truth. And the truth is that all along you've been taught that God and your power and the answer is outside of you. When you realize the truth and you realize and you begin to awaken, you'll realize that it was inside all along and most of your issues will go away. So the second question that I got was, is it normal to need a break from life slash, you know, work, gym, et cetera, during the beginning of healing? And I would say it's very normal. I remember when I first went to my first ayahuasca ceremony. Number one, I wanted to tell the world, right? I'm, I'm wired that way. You know, we're all wired. You know, some people are very quiet about things. I'm, I'm the opposite. When I find something that changed my life, right? I don't care if it's ice cream. I don't care if it's a new restaurant. I want everybody to know about it. Well, when it comes to something as profound, right, as profound and as healing as ayahuasca was for me, oh, I wanted to tell everybody. Wrong approach, you know, and wrong energy, wrong energy, because everybody's on their journey. I now understand that. But what I do remember happening and, and what happens to many people that go to our retreats, you know, or the retreats that we offer is that many people go through this. And let me explain to you why. Because the world and the order of the world is the masculine energy. Healing is feminine energy because healing is love. And so what happens to many people as they start their healing process is they go from this hyper-masculine, right? Like, I have to get this done. I have to achieve something. I have to go to work. I have to build this big house. I got to live in a mansion. I got to be a billionaire. I got to, I got to, yeah, I got to do all these things, right? I got to get to the gym. I got to look a certain way. I got to, right? Right? 
to to love. And love doesn't really need to or got to do anything. And so it's a trip because for some people, what starts to happen is they start to drop down from living in their mind to dropping into their hearts. And when they do that, yes, you lose the drive to go work, to go to the gym, to, to do whatever it is that you've been doing in the masculine. And then it comes back. And it comes back because it comes back from a different form and it comes back in a more powerful fashion. Where once before you used to have to do something, now you are just becoming something and someone. And when that internal transformation changes, the stress and the struggle that you used to live with to go out and, and accomplish something, whether it's make money, build your career, or get in better shape, it goes away. It goes away because now you're stepping into your true power your true power and your true being, whether you have ever been taught this or will acknowledge this or not, you are both masculine and feminine. You are both vision and love. You are both grind and relax. The third question is, what advice can you give a starting entrepreneur with little or no money? This is the greatest advice I can give you, yet it's going to be a tough one. I'll tell you my journey and I'll tell you my story. Because it's the best way that I can help teach you our audience and our community is just by sharing the truth of what happened to me. When I started my first business, uh, first of the motivation, which is important, the motivation or the why was I have to buy my mama house. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just knew I was going to buy my mama house. And so I declared that by the time I was 21 years old, that that's what I would do. And so I believe now I know Back then, I didn't understand how the universe works, how we as human beings work. I know that you know once you decide something and once you intend it with your heart and soul and you want it to become a reality, the how figures itself out. Well, I stumbled across real estate. And when I first started, this is a true story, I didn't have money for gas. I didn't have any money at all. We were dead broke. But I needed to go. I committed to go to the swap beat every weekend on Saturdays and Sundays. And I would set up my little booth there and I would talk to people as they walked by about real estate. Problem is I didn't have gas and it cost, I think it was like back then, like five bucks to get there and five bucks to get back, let alone I didn't have money for food. I just didn't think of the obstacles. I just figured I'll find a way. I remember I would scrounge in my couch and I would find like quarters and stuff. And I would just like, you know, I don't know how I did it. I would gather like $2 and I would put $2 in the tank and, and, you know, go to the swap meet. And, uh, I'll never forget this. I was hungry. And, uh, back then I didn't fast. I didn't even know what fasting was. Yeah. I was so hungry that I, I wanted to eat. And I was so hungry and I remember praying to God. I said, God, look, if you're real, right, this, this thing is real. Can you please send me some food? And within 30 minutes, the neighbor next to me opened up a little grill, a little electronic grill. He had it plugged into the electrical outlet and he was making tacos and he gave me two tacos. And I was so excited because, you know, it, it was like, wow, God answered my prayers. It was pretty wonderful. You know, within a month or so, I had sold my first two houses and the rest was history. After that, when I opened up my first office, you know, I didn't know any financial discipline. So I was spending all of the money that I was making. So I didn't even have money to open an office. 
Um, so the broker helped me, so forth and so on. When I started my real estate company, which which we later sold, uh, it was right after the market crashed in 2007, 2008. So I definitely didn't have any, any money. Uh, and I started my company, a company that went on to do, gosh, 35 million a year in revenue, a billion in annual sales, started with zero money. The advice that I can give you to a starting entrepreneur with little or no money is you and your money situation when you start off as an entrepreneur is completely irrelevant. It doesn't matter. What matters is your why. What matters is why you want to become an entrepreneur. What matters is the vision you have for not yourself, for what you are going to provide to humanity, for the value you will offer to other human beings. And when you get that handled, guess what? Money will flow and abundance will flow to you. Don't worry about how your dreams are gonna happen. Just worry about why you want them to happen. Last but not least, did you go to counseling before you got divorced? If so, for how long? How long? For those of you that are against the truth, you might want to turn off the podcast now uh, because I'm going to give you a little bit of truth that you might not be uh, ready for. I will do so in a very cautious manner because I do understand that everybody is on their own journey, but it is my truth. And so my truth and the energy and power and vibration of my words may unlock something inside of you that you may not be ready for. Uh, so I'm going to give you the out now if if you feel that to get out right now, I'll give you a second. All right. If you're staying, here's my truth. So did we go to counseling before we were divorced? Well, you know, at the time, Claudia and I were, were already not going to church. You know, we would kind of go here and there. Um, we'll get into why, I guess, on some, some other show. But, but yeah, we decided to go to counseling because I didn't want to get divorced. You know, I, th I thought at that time, I thought what everybody is raised to think that divorce is evil, that it's the devil, that it's like, you know, what God doesn't want you to do and that you're going to burn in hell and, you know, the world's going to hate you and that you're tearing your family apart, all of these things, right? And all of that stuff is in you. And, you know, there was a lot of guilt. There was a lot of shame involved in that. So I, I, as a, you know, I, I was successful. I was the golden boy, right? I was the golden boy. I was untouchable. Everything I touched turned to gold. I always did everything right. I was squeaky clean. Are you kidding me? You think I wanted to get a divorce? No way. But at the same time, I started to realize that all of that was up here. And what was in here was, I knew this wasn't making me happy. And some of you, as you're listening to my, me right now, you know as well. And um, I knew that even though, you know, the world would be mad at me and I was going against that, everything that I was programmed to believe, there was something inside of me said, there's, there's, there's more to life than this. And, and I got to do something. I got to do something because this just doesn't feel right anymore. We went to counseling with the national counselor for a while. I personally left those meetings a little bit more frustrated than I, when I went into them. Turns out the counselor had a crush on Claudia. True story. <laughs> he had a crush on Claudia. He would secretly like send her messages. So I, I could kind of feel that, you know, I, I wasn't aware of it back then. But now looking back, I could kind of see that because uh, obviously Claudia is wonderfully beautiful. And so anyways, but then we went to counseling with our pastor at church. And, you know, normally a church the size of ours and the size of church that we went to, you don't get to go with like the main pastor. You get to go with like the, the sub pastor or whatever it's called. I wanted the main guy and I was known enough in the church to where, you know, yeah, they were going to take care of me. 
And so I got the, the main guy. And that was the meeting that changed my life, quite honestly. And I'll tell you why. We're, we're sitting there. We're sitting there. And the pastor is giving me, and he's you know, looking in the, in the book, and he's giving me all the reasons why I can't do this. I can't do this because of this. I can't do this because of that. I can't do this because of this. I can't do this because of that. I can't, right? And I can't speak for Claudia, but I do know that we're both on the same side when it comes to what I'm telling you. So I, I, I kind of will share with you. I remember looking over at her and poor thing. God bless her. God bless her. It breaks my heart. Just, just thinking of the pain that I caused her during that time in our lives. But she, like, he was in front and she was right there. And she was looking at him like, yeah, tell him, tell him right? Tell him. So finally the, 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 the pastor goes, you know, well, I just, there just no, there's no biblical reason for you to get divorced. So, oh, here's what he says. He says, you know what? You signed the contract. You got to deal with it. That's what he said. And something, when he said that, and the way he said it, something inside of me go, no, 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 that, that just doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel in resonance with something that God would say. Because God wouldn't want me trapped in something that I no longer feel happy in. This, this doesn't make any sense to me, right? And the second thing that I thought was, man, I was so young when I signed that contract. Like, what if I was too young? What if I didn't even know myself yet? All these starts started racing inside of me. And, you know, I, I, I don't remember what I said, but I said something along the lines of, yeah, but what if this, this doesn't make me happy anymore? What if, what if I, I don't think I can make her happy or she can make me happy? What if, I, I mean, pastor, I don't have an answer, but the, I just, all I know is that this just doesn't feel right. And I remember, you know, now I can feel energy. Now I can sense energy. Now, quite frankly, I could, I could do a lot of other things. But even back then, I remember him feeling uncomfortable in his chair. And I remember him searching because I am a salesperson. So I know when you're trying to sell someone something. If I didn't know true spirituality back then, I know sales. So I saw him in his mind and I felt him searching. And, you know, quite frankly, now that I look back, the reason why I've always, I was able to see in that moment and feel that moment is because as a reflector, I reflect and I can feel other people's energy. So even back then, I could tell something was going on. And he says to me the following words. These are the words that changed my life forever. He says, if you make this decision, you will lose all of God's blessings on your life. And he looked at me like this. All right, you're, you're screwed now. You can't make the decision. And yet what he thought would work did the opposite to me. Because in that moment, um, a thought, I don't know if it was God, I don't know what it was, but a thought came into my mind and said, whoa, that's not love. That's guilt, shame, and manipulation. And it's like, that wasn't me thinking it. It was like that thought, like something came into me. But then when I heard that, I thought, there's more to life than this and I have to discover it. And in that moment is when I decided I'm getting divorced. Because in that moment, I didn't know what love was. I didn't even know who I was. I didn't even know who God was. And this was after, what, 30 years in church? But I knew I wanted to discover I knew I wanted to discover love and I knew I wanted to discover happiness and joy and health and vibration and abundance. And I knew that all of that was the opposite of guilt, shame, and manipulation. And so all I did was I just had the courage to say, this, this just isn't going to work. And so did we go to counseling? Yes, we tried for a little bit, but 
but it was in our cards, you know, and, uh, and we're very happy we made that decision. Now. That's it. Uh, hopefully these answers uh, weren't too deep. Hopefully they help you tremendously. For those of you that are looking to take things a step further and discover your higher self, join us at Awaken. Uh, it's coming up here in February, morelglobal.com backslash Awaken to reserve your seats. And uh, we'll see you next week on next week's episode of The Higher Self. That's it for this week's episode of The Higher Self. If you enjoyed this, please make sure to leave a four or five star rating. Share it with all of your friends, all of your family members. And post any comments or questions that you may have, whether you're seeing this on my website, YouTube, podcast, Spotify, whatever the case may be. We really are here to help guide you to your highest self.